0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking.
1: Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. It is former Postbank uh, member, director of the Postbank board, uh, and that is Martin Mahorsi. Martin Mahorsi, of course, uh, depending on the language that you would have heard uh, various reports talk about, a board of post-bank that would have uh, been fired, terminated, axed, removed, depending on which publication wrote the story. And then, of course, um, there's the real, real space where, of course, there was a resignation letter uh, actually sent in. And that resignation letter suggested that we are removing ourselves from the board. And uh, if I look at how those developments happened... Uh, amongst others, when the first five resigned, uh, Martin Mahorsi was part of that particular group. There was Dr. Lee uh, Yefer Hendricks on that particular group. There was uh, Tabile Wonsi, who was also the chair. Uh, Kobani uh, also was there. Uh, Vuyelwa was also there. So the first group that would have sent the letter and the first group that would have resigned, Postbank, of course, that massive story that developed this week that saw also the minister... Calling that press that press conference, and then uh, that mini- the minister also then of course Mondli Gungubela, minister of communications and digital technologies, uh, making also um, you know the assertion and and the sort of the hint that you know had had of course that meeting on Thursday happened uh, you know the um, the PGA happened the meeting on Thursday the the AGM it's the AGM meeting on Thursday. Uh, basically suggesting that he would have fired them. Uh, and so they they took a decision to preempt. He used the word preempt uh, and preempted a particular decision that, of course, um, that he would have, you know, been seen to. Uh, was going to uh, to be made, or that he was going to be made. He also made certain allegations about the leaking of the letter that they sent to him. Uh, in that particular regard, where they was were removing themselves from the from the post office bo- not post office board, post bank board. Uh, he also made mention that uh, and a suggestion that uh, it seems that the letter was leaked, and he says by them for, of course, uh, reasons, you know, that he did not deliberate on. So Martin Mohosi is one of those uh, former board members, uh, post-bank board members, and joins me on Power Perspective tonight. Um, Martin, welcome to Power 98.7. Welcome to Power Perspective. How are you, man? No, I'm fine. And how are you? I'm very, very good, Martin.
2: Hello to the listeners.
1: Sure, sure. Martin, yeah. I'm 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 really glad that 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 you know you've you've you found you found it uh, you know uh, within yourself that you know uh, there's a different story to tell, and and I suppose you've been listening to the one story that's out there, and there's a particular narrative that's formed, and I and I touched on some of those particular narratives, uh, and I suppose uh, you you you'd you'd want to come forward and suggest very very different and other. Uh, you know perspectives and narratives too but but you know there's there's the the language that's being used when 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 people are writing about this particular story uh postbank and and the board over the last couple of days if you if you if if you like me and went through various reports today you'll see that it was that um you know the minister of communications (coughs) and digital technologies fired the board they were axed they were removed uh, and they were terminated um and 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 I believe that if my understanding of processes goes, you would have resigned.
2: You're correct.
1: Yes. Uh, t- tell me, tell me how Martin one gets to a point where you begin to write a two three page letter to the minister. And you you are way way from your end of term, and I think end of term for some of you would have been in 2025, and for others it would have been in 2027. When when would your term ha- would have when would your term have I'm, ended? I was
2: appointed October
1: 2022. Sure. So so your term would have ended when, Martin.
2: In 2027. In 2027. So it's the shortest <laughs> directorship I've ever held in my life.
1: <laughs> shortest
2: directorship. So it's, ever. it's 11 months uh, shy of one month for me to to be a year in a board. I've never served in a board that short. It's historical in my career.
1: Martin, let me ask you: What? Why does one get to a point where? And I and I use those dates to illustrate exactly the point that you've made. That you know, we we still had some time to go in 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 respect to uh, you know various board members and their term. And you are the 2027. 20, you one of the 2027 20, ones. Why does one wake up in the morning? Or maybe it wasn't a morning a morning thing. Why does one wake up in the morning and draft a letter? Five of you, in fact, and I think it's five of you that says, "Dear Minister." We are removing ourselves from this particular board because, you know, amongst others, one, two, three, four and five. And we'll get to those one, two, three, four and five. But how, how do you get to that point where it's the s- shortest term on a board that you would have served? What's the driving factor there? So I, I just have an understanding of the brute reality of, of you waking up and saying, you know what? No, um, thanks, but no thanks.
2: I, I like that effect. you start from that, Daniel. Mm. Uh, surely you pick up that no sane person, no responsible South African, no patriotic South African, no conscientious South African can take such, a, and more so a self respecting South African mm. who knows that uh, God willing is not many more years to live and to contribute mm. to life and to the development of one's country. Mm. So you spot on So so context is always very important. And unfortunately, in the South African context, uh, in the the current epoch of our development of society, South African society, Mm. we become such a gullible society. So when news picks up, we pick up the first bite, we ride with it. Mm. And you get all these rented mobs and whatever that come in, and they comment on things, and that you get
1: the terminology fired, terminated accidentally uh-huh. and, yeah,
2: and you get all sorts of gurus and what what commenting on things that they don't understand mm. without insight of what actually was happening, so mm. no one in the post in the board of post bank mm. decided in the morning just resigned. Let me just put some facts straight okay. Yeah. So, the sequence, and I say this, I'm not representing the board. I say I, I came forth in my own personal capacity. And mm. there's a reason why I came forth. I'll come to that later. Yeah. But anyway, I should put it that far. The only reason that I come, I'm not a person that, that is a media. I'm not a media person. Mm. In all the roles where I had to take respons- positions of responsibility in board, people will tell it. Even when they are interviews. I'm not the kind of person who said, I've been trained from my youth. Not to shine in the glory of media. I don't like publicity, mm. right? And there's a reason for that. Some say it's wrong. I believe that's the philosophy that I operate. I believe that I should operate and focus on what I do, without you know basking in the glory of limelight. What is important is for us to focus on what is supposed to be done as a country. Mm. That way, we separate away from the West. Okay. Mm. So everything happens in a context. Mm. So let's correct the facts. What happened is that the sequence of resignations, and which was not some coordinated, orchestrated stuff, there was mm. a lot of thinking about it. Mm. There was a lot of reflection because the signals of being fired were coming. Mm. All right? Mm. Uh, whether they were justified or not is for the public to decide and for the public courts of public opinion, whether it's a court of justice or court of mm. public opinion. That decision would be taken at the right time. Mm. But the fact that a board is supposed to be a board that works with directors exercising their own independent fiduciary responsibilities, but working in a collective support. Mm. Okay? That's what the King Code and all governance principles and teachers' boards are putting under a very light level. Mm. Okay, uh, So the sequence of resignation, as I said, it was after a lot of reflection, after mm. a number of. It's not something that happened in a number of days or weeks. It happened over a period of time. Mm. Until that. In fact, even amongst the board, it surprised some of us, some amongst us, why would people want to resign in such, resign in such a big number? Mm. There were other options that were explored, mm. okay? Mm. And that, that probably would not have left to the even to the minister uh, firing the board. I don't mm. know. There were other options. that I want to get into that. That's yeah. not the point. Mm. So basically... <clears throat> We had one of our members resigning on Friday.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, the other members, so one member is a board of seven,
1: okay? Yeah.
2: One designs on Friday. Uh, uh, three, if I'm not mistaken, three, in fact, four, resign on Tuesday. Yeah. All right. The fifth one designs on the morning of the AGM, which was on Thursday mm. before the AGM start. That's what I know. That's what I read. I don't know if it's factual. Yeah. That's what I can tell you. And the last one ever resigned, but was dismissed yeah. by the minister. Yeah. So that is the that is the situation. So that is not a normal situation. All mm. Right? Mm. It doesn't happen normally. So let me leave it there. Maybe I'll allow it to pause. Yeah. So that is the sequence, as I can tell you. But all I would tell you is that there was a context Mm. That should tell you that the situation was not normal, mm. okay? The problem in this country is that, and uh, the shortcoming in this country, there are two things. I do understand that given where we are, the challenges that we have, and the low level of confidence that people have on mm. the state and all other state entities, or mm. anything associated with the case, leadership or what, mm. the first thing that comes out is negative. The public opinion comes out, on the side of those that see negativity, mm. right? Um, the board of Postbank was appointed. It is the current board. Let me put it that way. Mm. We were appointed. We were appointed in October last year. Mm. Right. We started our duties in October last year. Um, of the board of seven, three we were part of the original board, mm. uh, and that's why you find a differentiation in terms of who's going to resign when mm. and who's not going to resign when. Who's going? To, I mean, which which term is going to expire? The difference isn't in the, in the, in the expire of the terms. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, <clears throat> what was the condition at the time when the what was the situation pertaining within Post Bank at the time when these borders are pointed?
0: Yeah.
2: Post Bank had just been hit with a massive cybercrime mm. incident. Over eighteen close to 90 million rand of funds were lost. Mm. Right. Bank Bank had experienced a number of series of cybercrime and other incidents, partly which the minister has cited, mm. the massive withdrawals of funds in ATMs and so on and so on. Okay, um, uh, So the most recent at the time that we joined was this huge cybercrime incident, which was a reflection on uh, the weaknesses of the systems, and, mm. uh, how less fortified the, the the environment the post-bank were. Part of it which was physical. Part of it was well, mm. uh, technological. Right. Mm. Mm. So there were there were control flaws that were in existence at the time that we took over. Okay. Mm. Mm. Secondly, there were there was this forensic uh, audit that decided. Um,
1: the KPMG which, uh, report
2: conven the k p m g uh, forensic audit okay yeah, yeah. Uh, that was there so so those of us the four of us that stepped in mm. got into post bank mm. in that uh, in that under those circumstances but here's the most critical point perhaps two critical points that one needs to raise mm. we went into post bank at a time when post bank had failed to meet the conditions of being granted
1: a uh, a license, a banking license, mm. and there was a variation a,
2: notice issued uh, by the South African Reserve Bank.
1: Yeah, right a full right? license. A full license.
2: Yes. So but but what the reserve you remember the, the license is granted by the Reserve
1: Bank. Yeah.
2: So what the what the Reserve Bank had issued a variation notice. Uh, which is say, call it the line of march in mm. the in the Line of march for, for them to say if you are to be granted the license you have to correct one two three for whatever conditions. I don't yeah. I won't count quite a mm. long list of issues that we had to attend to. Yeah. The cards that were compromised, the system IT environment that was not modern, that was not good enough for a bank. Mm. Many other things that can be said. So you had a bank, a board that had to deal together with management, uh, uh focus to, to focus on addressing those issues. But let's pick up one critical point that is very convenient to ignore. Mm. When we got there, Post Bank literally had no executives. No? I'm saying no as in, in, in <laughs> the reality is that there was one executive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was one executive and an interim CEO. All right? Okay. No executives. Uh, no executives.
1: Yeah. All right.
2: No office premises. Reliant on uh, operating from a South African post office uh, head office, mm. an environment that is not conducive physically and otherwise. Anybody that has been to a, that has been to a head office of SAPO will tell you that mm. it's very difficult to operate in that environment. Okay, mm. so there were many issues that we had to deal with, mm. right, as a board. Okay, at that time when we were appointed, it was remember, uh, it was during the time when the draft, um, the rather the 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 the, 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 the draft uh, Post Bank uh, uh, Act.
1: Yeah, the amendment bill.
2: De- yes, mm. the amendment bill was still being de- delivered. Sorry, yeah, in fact, yeah. you used the right way. Yeah. The amendment bill was still being delivered in Parliament. I think mm. the last, the last uh, 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 um, voting happened in the, the in, Council of Provinces. In, in March?
1: Yeah, the, so, in March so, yeah, so, yeah, in Yeah, in April, March. Somewhere around
2: April, May, something yeah. like that. Okay. So so we, we went into that environment. So the Post Bank Act amendment bill had not been uh, finalized, mm. There is no staff the cybercrime, there's no proper physical environment that you work with there's this, uh, um, what do you call it, the um, KPMG report, mm. and other reports. But here's one critical, but the fact that you had one executive, in fact, it took us a while as as a board to get to understand, because you had an interim ex- a, a, a CEO, mm. you had one other executive, you had people that were acting, 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 acting. And you assume that those that are acting are actually coming from the from the level below the But the reality that we caught to catch up with later mm. was that in fact, the majority of people that were acting were not even at second-layer level where they're supposed to be a post-bank. Mm. So if anybody understands governance, and if anybody has experienced management, it means you have to choose which battles that you want to fight. Yeah. Because basically, you have flickers all over your environment, you in, in your internal environment, mm. and something so between flickers and infernos in the in the form of these cyber crime and all this, that, right? mm. that you have to deal with. The first thing that you do if you are a strategist and a leader, you know that the first thing that you have to focus on is to stop the bleeding. Mm. You Stab- the bleeding, stabilize. Mm. You stabilize the environment. Mm. Then you simultaneously bring in interventions to scale yourself outside of that environment so that you can build the necessary critical mass to take the environment out of that situation mm. that would partly involve appointing the right kind of personnel that are going to come in at executive level that would help you identify the talent the talent at the lower level that are going to build the core mm. of management that will build post bank okay. But it would also mean in the context of post-bank, because some of the exposures on the security uh, limitations mm. were because of its entanglement with, with SAPO, you say. Right? Yeah, the post office. Remember, post-bank, like other banks, does not have an independent footprint in form of branches where it operates from. Mm. It operates within the confines and environment of SAPO. A sapo which many of you know, or many of our people know, or we know. Technically as well. insolvent. You walk into a sapo, you want to get something. A printer is not working. Mm. It's the same sapo that must process uh, transactions on behalf of the postbank, postbank. client. Mm. So, so, so you you need uh, in such an environment closer collaboration between sapo itself, bank and the shareholder in order for you to be able to stabilize the environment, build that critical mass and take post bank to the next level of development. Mm. We came in most of us with all sorts of warnings uh, in our networks and all the people who tell you, are you, mad? why do you want to go into that environment? First of all, it's an SOE, I've been an SOE with the director myself. So mm. for, for me, it's it's developmental work that we do out of practices in the South Africans to contribute towards our own development as a country, okay? Mm. Second, I'm a businessman myself and there are other in fact, I can tell you in that entire board, none of the people in that board are employed ex- elsewhere but but, by, but self-employed. Mm. Either they're career they directors or they're professionals or they run their own business. All of us, several of us, okay? So you should understand that if somebody decides to leave his own business, leave his own profession and go and contribute in an environment that is seen as so risky. Mm. It means that person is conscientious. All right? Mm. No person does it because it's not like the C's are like crazy. You get so much money that takes you out of poverty if you're talking poverty. Mm. All right? It's not like that. You go out there because you want to serve. All right? You go out there knowing that you want to... Make the reality that South Africa can share. And by the way, let me emphasize that point. In our experience as Post Bank directors, mm. from the for the eleven months that I've been there, myself, the interaction that I've had with people, either as clients or people that that interact with Post Bank in whatever form, even the people that we ultimately recruited to join Post Bank, mm. across the color line, before the decision to make Post Bank a fully fledged state bank was made, or at the time that was, there was a lot of criticism that our government that it was a wrong position and all sorts of stuff. And you're also, like I said, Sarovkans are done. If anybody comes out, first article, second, all of a sudden it becomes an expert. Mm. And therefore, there was this massive anti post bank stance that in, the, in the media, in, in the public, that this mm. thing is not going to work. But we were really surprised that the reality amongst ordinary Sarovkans across the color line, across class lines, mm. Is that they really believe that Post Bank could become a bank, and I mm. still think even now today, I believe that today I myself believe yeah. that Post Bank can and will become a fully fledged bank for as long as certain areas are in fact addressed.
1: Okay. So, so that's 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 it, Martin. That despite everything that you're telling me up to this point, you still that have I'm that belief.
2: Those those who know me will tell you I'm one of the most optimistic kids Mm. Uh, even in the midst of all negativity, I still believe that South Africa is a great country. I meet great South Africans that are doing a lot of good work, that have done exceptionally well in their professions, that are very wealthy, some that are very poor but still very conscientious, some that are very, very political. But mm. like, the majority of South Africans believe in the in the future of South Africa. Mm. Despite all the negativity that you wake up in the morning and you're fed and you sleep the last hour that you sleep you receive about South Africa, that mm-hmm. you get that mm-hmm. South Africa is there's doom and gloom. It takes you one trip to get out of South Africa. You can just go to Lesotho, mm-hmm. go to Swaziland or fly out. When you come through the border coming back home, you know South Africa is a great country.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Martin, let's take a break. Martin, uh, and I'm talking to Martin Mahosi, former Post Bank board member, talking to us about the state of Postbank as the board who was appointed in October last year, found it. And, yeah, uh, some of these things you would have probably not heard before uh, because, of course, what you're hearing in in various places is, you know, the post-bank, the post-bank, the post-bank, and in what state it is. And when you listen to Martin, you, and I had to ask him that question, is after everything you've told me, you're still positive that the post- bank can become the state bank. And he says, yes, uh, despite everything. And, you know, I'm I'm a positive person. We'll engage a little further. It is 29 minutes past nine o'clock. My guest is Martin Mahosi, former Post Bank board member, talking to us here about uh, the fact that, like he says, you don't just wake up one morning and decide all uh, seven of you, to uh, remove yourselves from the board of postbank he's telling us why exactly that happened and giving us the uh, sort of um uh, um uh, behind the scenes uh, development 29 minutes to the top of the hour my guest of course is martin mohorsi former postbank board member and he is my guest of course because uh he took the decision with a few others to resign and remove himself from the board, uh, and he talks about the signals were coming for that particular AGM meeting uh, that was going to be held on Thursday, and the signals were coming. But of course, he's given us a whole uh, uh, sort of historical background as to how they found Postbank and and the the circumstances in which they arrived when they arrived at Postbank in the in of course on that particular board. Appointed in October he is one of those who would have left in 2027 one of the shortest terms on any board that he that he has ever served on Martin welcome back to Power 98.7 Martin let me thank you so much for putting all of that into context and I think I think it doesn't surprise anybody to understand that uh, some of those things you know that that Postbank were uh, having understanding for um, Lerato is saying nothing of consequence really works when you see it and you watch some things in there. The post office is one of those, as you've just put it. Post bank, you know, and, and the conversation about post bank and its emergence and evolving into a state bank, uh, you know, those conversations that happen there too. People just have so much doubt. You're saying you really believe it's going to happen. Uh, it should happen. Uh, just pausing on where you left the conversation. Uh, So so there's a decision then uh, from and you said it's not normal that, you know, seven people then decide to leave in the way that we left. But then you also decided then to to say and go a little further and you you begin to pen it. You begin to pen it to, of course, the minister and you pen it this way. We cannot in good conscience continue to be associated with an institution whose board continues to be undermined. And disrespected. That's the letter to Kungubela. The decision to resign from the organisation for which we have worked so hard to ensure it delivered its mandate was not reached lightly. We understand and accept the implications of the decision. Let's talk a little bit about that last sentence there in in the the one that I was reading. The implications, uh, accept the implications of the decision. What implications would you would you refer to in essence and 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 in essence somebody would say oh well and the minister kind of hints at this in 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 his press conference he suggests that you know the the whole move to resign was preemptive of that AGM meeting and also there was a deliberate leaking of that particular letter and he also then sort of wants us to believe then that that letter to him in essence is to paint yourself in a good way because you would have been removed in in his sense for all the reasons that he would have given but you penned it and you write a letter to him and you say these it's become unattainable we cannot you know uh, exist within this particular space anymore and in good conscience continue to be associated with an institution whose board continues to be undermined what do you mean first when you say Uh, we understand and accept the implications of this decision?
2: We mean that we knew uh, that, um, in a sense, we're just ordinary South Africans. no? We don't have the benefit of unfettered access to the media. Mm. We don't have the benefit of being a politician and being able to have access to all corridors or whether Parliament or all of it. Mm. To state your case with somebody without somebody being able to respond to what you're saying, mm. you say. Know? That's exactly what we meant. Right. Mm. We know that when we make this stance we'll be vilified and we'll be painted with all kinds of colours. Mm. Okay? And we'll be seen I listened to some young man yesterday. I don't know. Unfortunately he comes from my uh from my home region. Mm. The, who was on ENCA talking about how unpatriotic we are. It was the second time in this week somebody referring to us as good readers and all sorts of stuff. Mm. And that's what I say, South Africans like you know, um they like they like these catchy things mm. and they just jump to conclusions and and I felt pity for him, you mm. know. Would you? Would you would, let, 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 let me let mm-hmm. me let me just explain to you. Yeah. And let me just put it there out there in the record. Mm-hmm. And this young man states in the interview ANC. He says, "Yeah, this this board has no respect for the negative authority mm-hmm. and all sorts." Of, but anyway, I got to understand. In fact, I twisted around. So, oh, by the way, this is how this young generation of leaders are raised today. Mm-hmm. To think that when you see a minister, you think God that you can't say, Minister, I differ with you on this issue, mm. and you have an intelligent discussion with the minister. Remember,
1: okay. there's
2: a distortion about, mm. uh, you know, in, in, in acts of our government, the word shareholder relating to a minister who is a trustee in essence, mm. By the way, the shareholder of Post bank is not the minister. The mm. shareholder of Post bank is me and you. All South mm. Africans are shareholders yes. of Post bank. Mm. The minister is acting as a public office bearer mm. on behalf of all of us as shareholders. Mm. And I think both ministers and some people who don't understand the intent of what the law says get to misinterpret that, what that means. Mm. Well, I was raised, both in my homestead and in my brain, uh, in my leadership development, politically mm. and otherwise, to respect leadership but not fear leadership. So, Because once as South Africans we start fearing authority, then we're doomed.
1: Martin, I was about to ask you this, Martin, and and it's the the point you're making and maybe I I should just get it in now. That distortion of what you're talking about, um, maybe it's based on the fact that it's from the information that he then would have got via that point of entry, which was the minister who's explaining what's going on at Postbank. And, 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 the, and, the the, and, and that potentially then leads to the distortion because he's dealing and, with he's dealing with an element. Uh, uh, and, and, and without accusing him,
2: we know mm. in the South African context, there will be all sorts of foundations and institutions and all that. Some of them are just rented agents mm. that come in to talk on behalf of other people.
1: Okay? Mm. Mm.
2: And I'm not verifying, really I'm just saying that. Dude, yeah. We but I understand. I
1: understand the point I, you're making. I think mm. To
2: me, happens in a context. I'm mm. very, very analytical person. So mm. let me put one. And I was trained that way. It just comes out natural of me. Mm. So, so I read very carefully the minister's statement, which just, which talks to that. Mm. Fact is, we knew we got wind as far as two months back mm. that we are going to be
1: fired on Thursday.
2: I'm saying, as far not on Thursday. I'm saying we got wind way mm. back. Mm. Some of us got wind way back as far as two months back, we were going to be fired. And the genesis of that I can tell you now. You know so so here's a problem that I have with South African. Mm. You pick up one thing and it disappears. As you pick up another story, it disappears, pick another story it disappears. You forget that at the times might be a link between all the stories. Mm. If you're analytical and you look through things. Like we were taught when we've been trained, when you read the newspapers, you don't read the newspaper, you read between the lines. Mm. Right, so this is what is lacking in leadership so we, our first engagement with the minister shortly like a defense with minister ministers
0: mm. uh,
2: we get invited to a meeting and there's a missing there's a, there's a part that I still need to clear because what is stated in the statement is that about these 140 million that I don't know about mm. I should be driving a Bentley today if I had it Hundred forty million that was part of.
1: Mm. No? This is this is electronic connect. I yeah, think we'll connect. come back to
2: that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Because, like I said, when you have unfettered access to the mic, you do whatever that you want. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So, so, so the issue is when we, so, so, so and, and let me, and I'll try and be short. I know mm. sometimes I can be long. Let me try and just cut to the point that we can give people a chance to ask questions sure. if they want to. All right. So. Like I said, we had to pick up our battles. The first thing that we had to do was to protect Post Bank from further cybersecurity cyber incidents. And mm. we did a lot of work. We had sleepless nights working mm. on that. Mm. We fortified that environment. Okay. Mm. Since then, we only had one incident that was very marginal. Mm. If you get to understand, the, if you get to know what happens in the banking industry in Cyberkhan, I can't mention the bank. Mm. There have been much, much bigger incidents in this country. All right, so, and I'm not justifying the 89. I'm saying the 89 when we got there are lambda. Yeah. You said this can't go on because it was not the only 89. There have been other previous uh, incidents. Okay, we. I'm not inside now. just above 80, without citing whatever. Okay, mm, mm. exact amount. But we went in and fortified that one. That's the first thing. The second thing that we needed to do was to look at how do we, uh, because at the time when we we got upon the simultaneously, the Post Bank was assuming quite a number of contracts from SAPO, which mm-hmm. was its holding company. as yeah. a result of the separation that was taking place. Most of those contracts, or a few, a key of those ca- contracts, were starting to impact on the balance sheet of Post Bank. And therefore, sustainability. Mm. It was not only the contract that is being raised by the minister that was key. Mm. There were other contracts. All right? So key to our focus was the variation notice as I said, and it was the issue about capacity in the bank, then it was the issue about camp, but it was also about making sure that we attend to these contract issues mm. that he raises. All right? mm. A board is not there to run the daily affairs of a bank. Mm. If you have a reasonable shareholder, and you engage with a full understanding of the environment, you say, let's focus on that, let's focus on that so that we cumulatively can together grow and mm. get to the other side of the river. Okay. Mm. So so that was the situation. And we had to choose what our our those. We knew that one of the things that was to was to process the appointment of key personnel by jail after, after by the way, the, the the incident that you saw now with the payment of of, of, of grants yeah we will talk to i know it will come up the glitch we averted that on the 26th of december last year you would have seen the goggles not having money for christmas last year they did not take a conscious decision to get ourselves out of that involvement mm. whether that decision was 100% correct or not it doesn't matter but the issue is as conscious people leadership that is entrusted with such a big responsibility you Pick your battles. Mm. You choose your options in terms of technical choices that you make. All right? So so those were some of the issues. But but when we met the minister in April, I just want to jump to that. Okay? Sure. In that first meeting, uh, it was both the board of Post Bank and the Board of South African post office. Part of our areas of concern, as I raised earlier, was the fact that our continuous entanglement to SAPO. Uh, from an operational point of view, and other issues. In fact, there were issues around transfers of funds and all that that were creating a big problem. There were counterclaims that SAPO owes us so much, we owe SAPO so much, we knew that our case was solid, that there was money that was put to us by SAP. We raised those issues, right? And uh, after that, there was a commitment, rightfully the minister says, we need to find an amicable amicable, uh, resolution to the challenges that are there, between sappo and post bank so that there can be a sustainable path for both entities we agreed to do that
1: okay martin I got you co- co-
2: coins you know you know sometimes fate uh, there are things that happen in life that, that don't have by chance they just happen. Yeah. on the day that the minister that we met the minister to do this introduction to brief him about what has happened in SAPO and post Bank you would recall in the social media, there was this big story that popped up that SAPO was going to provisional liquidation. You mm. recall? Yes. So so when we left that all of us were asking, what was that thing. So we, it was obvious when we left that that is going to be one of the first issues that we're going to deal with. Mm. Okay? There were engagements, which I may not be trivial to, between the minister and the archer person, as the minister rightfully says. We raised the issue that our balance sheet sheet is threatened because of the issues related to the master service agreement that we were supposed to conclude with SASA, which SASA was amenable. There's a lot of work that has been done in that fund. I think Mm. almost it could be done at any time. But from the time that we took over the contract, post-bank started bleeding very profusely. So one thing that people don't know is that by sheer size and footprint, Post Bank could easily become number 4 in the country mm. if good management is put in place, good board is put in place, good resources are put in place, good systems are put in place. So Post Bank has a huge mm. potential to have a client base that can compete with any other bank. Mm. Post Bank has a balance has a depositors book that is very very sizable that gives it. So people don't know this because your hence your see, belief and my belief, and mm. my belief. So so that those are the points. But my understanding is that when, at the time, when we started discussing options on what happens now, mm. when SAPO is supposed to be you know, threatened with provisional liquidation, that's where the clash actually started. Mm. Okay? The minister had, had his own, oh, the shareholder, the minister, because mm. I'm talking individually. I think from the shareholder side, there had been certain deliberations that had taken place. Some were taken to, to cabinet. There was an option that I was being proposed that SAPO must go for business rescue. Mm. We reflected as a board of president, which was owed, as I said, by SAPO. And they said, if we weigh the chances of SAPO making it through this business, place, business rescue process, yeah. we don't see any chance. We went back and say, we don't think this is going to work. Yeah, And unfortunately, that was not received well. And that's where the class began. Okay. And I can relate to that. And I'm not taking an essay. I'm telling. I'm not making mm. counter allegations. I'm just telling you a fact. Because when the matter came out to court mm. on provisional liquidation provisional of support, we made representations ourselves as pulled, having attempted by the way, to alert and have engagements with the shareholder. Mm. We decided to go to court directly and alert, and in fact, oppose the, the provisional liquidation. Together with others, we were able to make it so, mm. okay? And the court, court in fact, uh, dismissed the, the application for provisional, for provisional liquidation. Mm. Then the date was in fact deferred, okay? I mean, the, the, the application for liquidation of, of SAP, the days were deferred the later date. In between the dates, of provisional liquidation, and mm. the final date of a, of hearing for a final liquidation, the minister had an opportunity to lodge an application for business rescue. Mm. The points were raised in court, in my view, mm. because it was clear, the subsequent events later, were not well accepted on the other side. Okay. Because shortly after that,
1: right? Mm
2: and I, I I support this with this. We were summoned to a meeting, and we were told in the absence of the minister by those who were representing the department, mm. why this was a critical question. After debating everything else, and we put our point across that we think section 155 and compromise option would be a best option for Postbank, mm. for SAPO, which would save both SAPO, in our view, and Postbank, and get this to give the state better relief to be able to plan for financing of both entities, okay? And be able to settle the creditors that were due, mm. okay? We were told in that meeting, why do you want to embarrass
1: the minister? Ah, oh. okay. Martin, they, let me...
2: That's where the bedlines mm. were drawn, in my view. that For me, nothing... Ever around, of,
1: around the post office?
2: Yes. You know, why are you opposing the shareholder? Mm. Are you going to pay for this section 155 that you took. Now, I almost asked the question, question. Unfortunately, on that day, I had lost my voice. I almost asked, if you're saying, are we going to pay for, this, for the section 155 cost, why can't you pay for the same cost for you to pay for the business rescue? So I'm not going to do your homework as a journalist. Journalists have the time for mm-hmm. them to do their homework. Have you just... Go and check for mm-hmm. me. Go and check for yourselves what are those fees that we're talking about and look at the rationality of what we're proposing, and get a business rescue practitioner, a proper, not mm. some Mambara, Nikki Mouse business, proper senior business, but let them give them the case study of SAA and other instances, you will reach a decision which is either aligned to ours or very close to ours. Mm. So things in politics don't happen in a
1: vacuum. Okay? Are you? Have you just, have you just outlined, Martin, for me... The very reason as to why then those signals were coming as to your removal and why, why in essence you would have ago, been removed. So in essence you've you've just it hide- was clear. Yeah. It was clear the deadlines were drawn. Got you. When, when, when the minister says governance issues were standing in the way of government's goal to build a, a functional state bank, and and he almost he almost ascribes that to and attributes that to 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 the to the board that you were now part of, governance issues were standing in the way, and almost suggesting that, you know, the deliverance of the state bank was not going to happen with this particular board, and 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 amongst others. Ascribing that to one of the key key elements of the board or components of the board, was it one of the key components elements of the board? Was it a deliverance aspect to to ultimately get to the state bank and his assertion that you know this board was not going to take him was not going to take it there?
2: I think everybody chooses which board that he wants to work with mm. right uh, That's what I can tell you. Every shareholder has a right. As to which board does he want to work with. Unfortunately, you can't put SARP in front of you mm. and they will tell you the amount of work that we think did since October. Okay? Our interface with SARP. SARP would always tell us we are worried like I told you, I said the issues that we're supposed to meet. SARP mm. said to us these are the issues that we supposed to do. We know, we knew at the time that we were, that we are under heavy pressure because we knew we had missed Certain timelines in terms of our milestones for us to reach certain things. Mm. As early as at the time, we now have a new CEO that we appointed. She's two years in, or two months in office, I mean to say. Mm. As late, early as I think a month after she came, she had been in engagement with SAR. There's an understanding, for instance, on the card project, that there are certain things that we can do that can bring us not necessarily to the end point in terms mm. of goal that we wanted to be, that we can at least. Uh, substantially move to a point that we can convince the regulator that we do have a fair chance to be able to deliver on that project.
0: Mm.
2: All right? The the recruitment, you know, I have a lot of respect, honestly. I was very, very encouraged. If I was to tell you the profile of people that responded mm. when we advertised for key C-suite positions, senior people coming from established banks in the country that believe in mm. the dream of the state bank, all right, mm. that even at the time when we left, we had to apologize. I myself had to apologize and say, guys, we got you to believe that we can deliver this, this project. You left your cushy jobs mm-hmm. in your established bank to come and serve South Africa. And unfortunately, we are the ones that we have to leave you behind. And I pray to this day that mm-hmm. when the new board comes in, it doesn't become vindictive and take out those people, as it normally happens in other state entities. Mm-hmm. You know? As South Africans, we need to put patriotism in our country above everything else Mm. take ego put it behind us and focus on building a South Africa that will be good for our children our grandchildren Mm. that is the most critical thing that we have to do we can differ you don't have to be my friend Mm. you know you don't have to be in the same political party with me you don't have to like me Mm. but if we are mm. given a task that is in the public space let us deliver on it
1: when the minister says, "Martin, um, you know, quit, quit to avoid accountability," and leads and leads and does not speak to that too much, but but suggests a, a you know that the board quit to avoid accountability, and then the assertion made and the reasonings given there under that is is that you know there was there were operations without valid contracts, which is that contract that you were talking about earlier on, and that there was no proper procurement processes being followed as well, and 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 those are the two. Uh, sort of uh, suggestions that come through through his particular speech and and the statement that he would have made. What what, what do you what do you make of that? Um, you know,
2: it, you know, it, it, it was the first time in the board of post bank in any board that I've served mm. that I could start a meeting at nine o'clock and, and knock off at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I have to explain to my wife when I come back home that I'm coming from a board meeting. Mm. I'm just giving. You know, a tip of an iceberg, okay? Mm. The kind of issues that we're dealing with. And I'm not taking one night. I'm saying countless nights of having long meetings. Mm. The devotion, the commitment to try and sort out the issues of post-bank. I agree with the minister yeah? mm. that there were serious shortcomings. All right? But those shortcomings can't be attributed to I told you, mm. when we got to post-bank, we found one executive. I told you that the gap between the executive and the lower levels was wide, mm. which we realized later ourselves. Even our board used to bark. I was would be the one in the board I mean, some of us, I mean let me single myself up. Mm. Some of us would bark and say, I mean our board would be so frustrated by not having progress. And to say to management, this that this that and some of us would say, guys, please do understand that this environment is not the ideal environment that you come from. As we get to understand the environment better, some of the things would have to bring the colleagues along so that it at least get over the river. Mm. You get it? So you na this fragile institution so that you give it the energy you give it the strength for you to build the necessary you know uh, you know you, you know understand the snowball mm. effect mm. so you build the necessary momentum and strength for it to be able to hold on its own you don't hit it when it's fragile it will break mm. I mean those are simple issues so 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 we did understand the vulnerabilities we knew The issues about accountability, the issues about consequence management were raised many times in board meetings Mm. to management, all right? By the way, which we agree with the minister, there are cases that have been opened, criminal cases that are opened. Unfortunately, the media picks up some of these statements. It borders because South Africa is coming from, reeling from this experience of state capture and all that. It borders on well suggesting that the board has been corrupt somehow. You mm. Know?
1: Mm. Which is not true. Which which when you make a when you make a statement like that, Martin, quit to avoid accountability, it, it gets me thinking, for example, you know?
2: Yes. yes mm. So but, but what I'm saying to you about to avoid About So so I've never been in a board and I don't those who've been serving boards would would would, would, would probably agree with me.
0: Mm.
2: How about the past few weeks? The momentum to get us dismissed was building up. Mm. All right. We get asked now that the. Mi- By the way, remember when the forensic investigation, which is the, the basis of this uh, allegation of impropriety, the. Oh, or, or negligence rather, mm. not impropriety, negligence, as he said, negligence, the dereliction of responsibilities. Mm. Over the past few weeks, all right. Almost a month or two, I think. There have been numerous exchanges between us and the minister. Correct. Okay. By the way, the, contracts that, the contract that is in question, mm-hmm. right? First of all, I said to you, there were weaknesses that were, they are so, they, they, the O's Bank had been so hollow, uh, uh, it remains so vulnerable. At least now we have a top-level leadership that is stabilizing that environment unless you make extra measures some of the things that we we put in place i would want to talk to detail in terms of bringing in some resources and make sure that we move fast and all that to close certain gaps prioritizing of course noting of course that you can't blow the 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 establishment it will get top heavy all those kind of issues that are Mm. general issues in any to any person that understands general management and strategy okay the 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 key issues that confronted us uh, uh, over the past couple of weeks mm. where this continues. So we, we differ, all right, mm. on, on the stance on, on businesses, and we could see that. So we get called into meeting, and I remember a chairperson said in that meeting, as I said, that if questioning, if raising concern about the exposure mm. that Post Bank is facing, in the context of SAPO going to business rescue means that we, are, we want to embarrass the show, then it's unfortunate. Mm. That was our response, okay? We get called to a meeting later, after this incident that we're talking about, thinking that we're going to have a sensible discussion around this particular issue. Instead, we get confronted about this issue of post- of, of the contract. Mm. And that is the those are some of the things that some of us are citing, okay? That if there is a relationship that is normal between a shareholder and the board, mm. you say, but what are the facts? How do we get out? You try and seek a solution together around these issues. Mm. Because you understand the environment within which you are operating, all right? You also understand the the constraints. At that time, we were already signaling. We had gone to Treasury, there are certain things that we done. As I tell you now, the, the, we had gone to court on the same court. We have already gone to court on the same contract, okay? And the court made a decision because we sought to review, to seek the, the, the court's uh, the, uh, intervention in reviewing mm. the very contract that we're talking about, mm. okay? So there's a lot of progress on that very sore point that is being raised. Yeah. So it's not a country that is totally course, mm-hmm. there are many other issues that we could have attended to, right? That we may suppose that yeah. I don't understand that. I mean mm-hmm. I'm saying, but I'm saying what is paramount for us as a country is it to throw the rule book or is it to know that this institution of our people that says the poor protected the all because We put the most primary, paramount objective of making sure that we get the baking lessons through, Mm. okay, management, you deal with it. You deal with it as you You deal with it in the confines of your capacity to deal with that conflict. You choose your battles. Like I said, if you Mm. are faced with flickers, 100 flickers as a manager, Mm. and you Facing that in a wide field, you don't, you, you won't get, uh, you know what you call the water cannon to to switch all of them. Also, when you don't have the resources of that water cannon to do so, you choose which one is it that is going to suffocate me. <laughs> yeah? And you have to you make, make those choices. Mm. Yes, you must make choices as a leader in a battlefield. You choose your battle. You don't just go willy nilly. So, so for me, uh, we can throw on, you know, I. At the at the at the, at the BMF statement, I'm not a member of BMF. I've never mm. been. At the BMF statement, and I accept what BMF said. Mm. said when, when those of us in leadership positions fight, we get those at the lower bottom. So, mm-hmm. I think I say, on my behalf, and I can't say I represent the box, yeah. I would think, without having had a mandate, what if we would agree? The pain that our people went through over the past years, is unfortunate, and we should apologize all of us for sure. All of us for that. Martin, but it, there's mm. also a mistake in this country of connecting that incident to this issue. Those are two unrelated issues.
1: In fact, in fact, in fact, this the CEO says things like that. Glitch d- do happen, and so and so. Um, and no she
2: gets it for that. South mm, Africa being South yeah. Africa, she gets it for saying that But she can't just say that. It means she doesn't care. Even when she said she's a beneficiary, she was raised through grant money. Mm. People hear that.
1: My guest, of course, over the last hour has been the former former Postbank board member Martin Mahorsi, and we're getting to the end of that conversation. My next guest is, of course, and we're going to be in the UN, the General UN General Assembly, where Lille and Slapo. We're going to be talking about uh, what's important in that particular space. Let's, Martin Martin Mahorsi, Martin, you were making a point at the real, at the right right end of that conversation before we took the news bulletin.
2: Yeah, no that's fine. I mean I know that your your time is limited. No
1: no so, but yes, you were yes. making yeah you were making a point Martin yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So let me just try and connect and, and uh I hope I'll be connected at the right point, okay? Sure. I, I'll connect you back, all right? I raised the issue of the post of the of the, the, the you see for me there are three incidents in the in the in the department's portfolio that I <laughs> Strikingly related. Mm. Perhaps I'm naive. I'm, I may be calling, I know tomorrow I may be called an alarmist. But, you know, we have a system in this country where you have a, a, a political parties contesting for power. They put people, whether it's in a municipality or in a province or mm. in a, a national level, into government. There's some kind of accountability arrangements that take place between the political party. And those that are in government, mm. and also between those that are in government and those that are in legislatures, whether in national or provincial or municipal structures, okay mm. I find something coincidentally very striking that is, that strikes some kind of some, some kind of a resemblance in the case of this department, right you know when we're dealing with these business rescue issues mm. the, at the time, the point the context that I'm creating for you. A decision was taken in cabinet. Uh, Oh, in fact, in my, maybe not factually, I don't know, you may want to check when was Mm. the decision cabinet taken, but I know the deliberation took, it was not one decision, one deliberation, one decision taken. Mm. In between that space, uh, the board opposed by, of SAPO, not opposed by, by the way, Mm. of South African post offices, interim board of South African post offices, and Gets released of his duties almost one and a half months before its expiry time. Mm. I found it very striking that when there was a crisis, when you need a board to help you navigate through this, go and look at the Act, the Companies Act, and sure. look at what are the procedures that pertain when a company is supposed to be taken to business rescue. What are the conditions that apply? I won't do that almost.
1: Sure. To you. Martin?
2: Let me so let me leave. let me raise another point. Between that in that period, between the time that we that April and now, mm. that interim board has been relieved. Uh, you have instability, it, huh? so the BMF says there must be an engagement on this issue of shareholder board members. Relationship and issues of focus, issues that are very national of national interest. I think it's a task for journalists and public opinion makers and political organisations to probe not only within the Department of Communication but in all other departments if there are such incidents because it's abnormal. You can't have in a situation of three four months.
1: Martin, I have to leave it there.
2: It's in one portfolio,
1: I have to leave it there, Martin, and I have to say, Martin, I really appreciate the but. But we've started a conversation, Martin, and I think we need to continue it. Uh, and I really appreciate your time, uh, and the, and the time that you've spent just giving us some insight into both the post office and, and post bank. And I think it's a conversation we're going to take further. You've given me homework and I'm going to come back to you. Thank you. That's Martin Mohorsi, former post bank board member talking about, uh, yeah, his side of the story, their side of the story.